Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Almwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on KAOI by Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Almwake. Good morning, Maui. It's James Jacobson sitting in for Mary. Mary is traveling on the mainland right now. She's attending a meeting for the Association of Global New Thought Leaders, which is an organization that we are proud to be a part of, and she's in California right now. She did telephone me on her way out. She had just passed through security here in Maui, and uh, she said that the folks at security looked at her identification and said, I know you. You do that radio show on Tuesdays on Koi, right? And so it's great. We we do a shout-out to all the people at uh, Kahului Airport and the security who listen to our radio show. So thanks for listening. Let you know that we have listeners all over the world, not necessarily because they're listening right here on Mighty Koi, but they're listening to us via the World Wide Web and through podcasting. If you'd like to hear our program and can't get to it every week, be sure to join us and uh, subscribe to our podcast for free. You can get details on that on our website, which is conversationswithfriends.com. That's www.conversationswithfriends.com. Is it a gorgeous day or what? It was so cool and beautiful last night. I pulled out the down comforter, and even though I live in Kihei, it was great to feel that, hey, this is getting into what I consider to be the most beautiful time of the year here on Maui. The whales are, of course, back, and it is gorgeous. It's great to be alive on Maui. We have a great program today. We have two guests. We're going to be speaking with... Um, Dr. Lynn Hurtabies, we're going to be trying to connect with him, either he or his wife. He is a uh, cancer oncologist who does uh, surgery for cancer, but he uh, is doing a prayer event at Unity. We'll be talking with him or his wife, depending upon surgery. We, we need to locate him. And the uh, other person we'll be speaking with is Sherry Eck, who is uh, posted a movie a few weeks ago that is a popular film called Play it, pay it forward, and she's going to be talking about how when you pay it forward in real life, you can get a sense of what can really happen to you when you sh- share and are open up with generosity. So that will be our second guest in our second half hour. And do we have our first guest, Gary? We don't have our – we have a caller. So well, let's take a caller right now. Hi, you're on Koi. Hi, how's it going? How are you? What's your name? Uh, my name's Tanner. Hi, Tanner. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm actually driving. I'm on, driving from Kahului to Kihei. And what can I help you with? Uh, I have diarrhea. Okay. Well, we appreciate that call. Um, we do take your calls at uh, Conversations with Friends, and the phone number is 242-7800. If you would like to share some insights beyond that, feel free to call us at 242-7800. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, this new prayer circle that's starting at Unity. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. 
I'm James Jacobson sitting in for Mary. Mary's traveling on the mainland, and we are trying to locate Dr. Hertebees, who is this cancer oncologist. He does surgery, and uh, he is starting a new prayer circle at Unity on Maui. For the past eight years as a surgical oncologist, he's noticed that the work that he does with people who are suffering from cancer is significantly different. The outcomes are different from patients who view their disease of cancer from a, as a message to heal and reconnect with themselves. And that's why we are bringing together a uh, prayer circle every week with Dr. Hertebees, and he'll be talking to us about that. The unfortunate thing is that I got a call from his wife before we went on the air that he was probably going to still be in surgery, and she was going to contact us, but the number we have for her isn't working right now, so we're trying to locate that. What I do want to share with you, though, are um, some tidbits that we shared a couple weeks ago in this radio program, and we've gotten a lot of interest in it. And those come from the movie that we showed at Unity, which is An Inconvenient Truth by Al Gore, featuring Al Gore's very poignant message about global warming and what we can do to help reverse the effects of global warming. So I was so moved by the film, the first time that I saw it, I put together a website called andinconvenienttruth.com, and there are hyphens between each, so and-inconvenient-truth.com. And what we have uh, discovered is that people all over the world have been powerfully impacted by the film, and so they have decided to come and... uh, and join our community and find out what they can do on a local level to help reduce the effects of global warming. So we put together this publication that you can download for free when you go to that website and read about some things that you can do in your home right now just to help reduce energy uh, waste and make it easier. So let me share some of those with you. You can start in your kitchen. Um, Simple things like the refrigerator. If you just keep it clean and store stuff that's on top of your refrigerator elsewhere, because actually having it up there makes it um, difficult and it's very efficient, inefficient for the refrigerator to do its job of cooling things down. The other thing is keep your refrigerator full. It uses less energy to cool a full refrigerator. Did you know that? And it actually saves money because you'll be eating at home, and so you save a few bucks that way. Clean the condenser coils once a year. That dust that builds up there tends to impact the um, refrigerator in a not a very positive way, and that tends to be the largest consumer of electricity in your home is your refrigerator. The manufacturer's recommended settings are most efficient, so follow those even if you live in a hot climate like Hawaii. If you can keep them just at that level five, you're going to do a good job to to make the refrigerator uh, as efficient as possible. Replace bad seals on the refrigerator and unplug it if you're not using it. Sometimes we go away for long periods of time and the the easiest thing to do, obviously, if you don't have perishable foods that probably won't be good for you good when you come back anyway is to unplug it and of course leave the door open a little bit Uh, replace your refrigerator and you can save 120 dollars did you know that if you have a refrigerator that was manufactured before 1993 you have an energy guzzler the best thing to do is to replace it and if you go to one of those big box stores here on maui you'll discover that the refrigerators don't cost as much as they used to, and they can actually save you money. So look for a refrigerator that has the Energy Star logo. And that's just the refrigerator portion of the of the kitchen. If you look at your dishwasher, this is something Mary and I were talking about a couple weeks ago, and we had people ask if it's true, and it is. I've researched it a couple times. Don't rinse your dishes before placing them in the dishwasher. It saves the planet 6,500 gallons of water a year and about $30 a year in terms of savings in your pocketbook. If you run your dishwasher on the economy cycle and uh, prop the dishwasher door open to air dry things rather than use the heater setting, of course, that will be energy efficient as well. And, of course, only run it when it's completely full of dirty dishes. If you use cold water, not hot, to run your garbage disposal, uh, hot water actually uh, takes more energy to heat and is less uh, good for the motor inside the garbage disposal. Of course, if you have solar hot water, as many people do here in Maui, it doesn't really matter. And, of course, if we can all use solar hot water in, in our homes, that will be a tremendous savings as well. If you have a half full glass of water left over from your meals, don't throw it out. Water your plants. These are just simple little things that we don't think about but can make a big difference. Um, 
in terms of your plants, keep your plants over the sink. Why not do that? They'll love the humidity, and you'll be reminded to take care of them whenever you see them as you're washing dishes, and you can pour that uh, half-used glass of water uh, into your plant. Check for drips in the tap and under the sink. Replace bad seals that are costing you water and money. In the stove area of your kitchen, we presume you have a very large kitchen for all these appliances, uh, you can save energy by uh, literally putting a lid over the water when you boil it. You know, Mom always said to do that, but it makes sense. It actually reduces the amount of time it takes to boil the pot and, of course, saves the energy in that respect. A few minutes uh, before you're finished cooking, why not turn the burners off completely? There's still residual heat, especially if you have one of those uh, non-gas stoves, uh, either electric or the well, any of the electric top cooktops. Um, there's still a lot of residual heat, and you can save money by turning it off a few minutes before you're done cooking. Use the residual heat. Preheat the oven also uses a lot of electricity. So only do this when a precise temperature is necessary. Things like casseroles and pizzas and roasts and others that do not require a preheated oven, you don't need to preheat. Just put the food in, turn it on, and then it'll warm up as you go along. Of course, you're preparing a very fine pastry. That may not work so well. Um, Self-cleaning ovens have more insulation in them so that they preserve heat loss during the... um, self-cleaning mode so those are the best types of ovens if you're out there looking for one of course it saves all the labor of uh, cleaning the oven yourself and then a heated oven loses 20% of its energy every time it's open or 20% of its heat every time it's open so again those admonitions from mom don't open the door I'm cooking are true so just keep it shut maybe look through the glass window turn on the light inside the oven only when it's necessary and the microwave I know the microwave doesn't cook as well in terms of some foods, although we've discovered that certain foods, like bacon, taste a lot better in the microwave. But a microwave oven uses 75% less energy than conventional ovens. Microwave ovens can be great to heat small portions and leftovers, of course, and because there's less heat generated in the kitchen, you also save on air conditioning costs, which can certainly rack up your bill here in Maui. If you move over to the bathroom area of your home, here are some things that you can do to help reduce energy costs. And this isn't just about saving dollars. This is about saving the environment because obviously the less energy that we use, the less energy needs to be produced, the lower the impact on global warming, which is a direct offset, uh, you know, which is produced during the production of electricity. So turn off your exhaust fan in your bathroom when you leave. It uses energy. It sucks up hot or cool air from the rest of the house and is just a big waste. Save water by turning off the tap when you brush your teeth. A very simple thing, but it makes a difference. Again, these are things that mom probably reminded you about. Uh, Change out your faucets and shower heads to low-flow models. We've done that, and uh, I've noticed that you don't, it doesn't affect the power or the uh, uh, the conditions of the shower. It just reduces uh, the water flow, and there are these wonderful shower heads now that you can do that make it easy, and uh, and you just really really put it on. Um, I'm not the most handy person myself, but I did it with just a little bit of the plumbing tape, and you put it on, and it reduces the amount of of water that you flow through your shower, and uh, you don't notice it in terms of the stimulating massage portion at all. In fact, they actually feel better because they condense the water and put it through a smaller opening, and you get a more powerful uh, shower massage that way. Keep the showers clean. Sediment and residue from the water can clog up the fixtures and cause you to use more hot water. Of course, repair leaky faucets or toilets. A single dripping hot water faucet can waste up to 200 gallons of water every month. Take um, more efficient showers. Did you know that 10 to 15 gallons of water are used when you take a shower rather than a bath, which uses about 30 or more gallons of water, depending on the size of your bathtub? Be a speed racer. Keep your shower time to five minutes or less. And if you shave in the shower, fill a small cup with water and turn off the water first. You can use the cup to rinse your razor. Simple things that can make a big difference. In your living room, well, we don't have a lot of fireplaces, at least not down here. But upcountry you do. If you keep your fireplace clean, it helps um, the fireplace burn more efficiently and wet wood produces more smoke and softwood like pine makes more emissions that leave more deposits in your chimney. 
in your home office, if you turn off your computer and printer when you're not using them, you can use power or energy save options on your computer or printer. Always, again, look for the Energy Star label. Also in your home office, the chargers that you plug in for your cell phones and other rechargeable devices, they all use energy. And whether the device is plugged in or not, so I've heard different terms for it, but that, you know, just literally having the charger plugged in, even if you don't have your cell phone on, is consuming electricity. So a very simple and easy thing to do to save money and to help save the planet is to just unplug that charger from the wall when you're not using it as a charger. In terms of uh, reducing the uh, impact on the environment when you go to your laundry room, there's some simple things to do in terms of the washing machine. Only wash full loads of laundry. Front-loading washers can save as much as 40 cents per load. Use warm and cold water settings in your washer, not hot. Many laundry detergents these days are designed just to use in cold water. This can save 10 cents or 20 cents per load and cold water actually reduces the lint, which is a, another benefit of doing this. What is what is the common theme throughout, of course, is you see how um, making these simple changes in your life not only improves the energy usage, but also makes, the, uh, uh, makes it easier. You get less lint, etc. And then in terms of the dryer... Uh, Gas clothes dryers are generally less expensive to operate than electric ones. However, we don't have a lot of gas, natural gas here in Maui. Um, talk to you about some things you can do in your garage. If you have an attached garage, keep the door closed as much as possible. You can save between 8 and 10% of your energy costs by insulating the floor, even unheated spaces such as crawl spaces, basements, and garages. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about things that you can do to save the environment. We're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Conversations with Friends. I'm James Jacobson. Stay tuned. Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. We are back on the air. This is an interesting program today. We have heard from some callers telling us about what's happening in their lives. And if you'd like to share what's happening in your life, you can call us at 242-7800. We have Sherry Eck joining us right now in the studio. Sherry is putting together, I uh, was so inspired by the movie Pay It Forward that you played a few weeks ago. It's hard to say pay and play at Unity that uh, you heard some great stories and you said, hey, let's do a segment on the show about it. Tell us yes, about that. Yes, we showed Pay It Forward at a youth and family event and we... All of us were talking afterwards, and everyone had their own pay-it-forward story. Now, for people who haven't seen the film, and it's a classic, what's it about? Well, it stars Kevin Spacey, Helen Hunt, and Haley Joel Osment, yeah. and he is a 11-year-old boy. He's taking a social studies class, and the teacher starts talking about what social studies is. He talks about that it's you and the world, and... He just opens like a portal of for imagination to come through for these 11-year-olds because they're just finding their space in the world. Mm -hmm. And so he gives them a homework assignment for the whole year. And he says to um, figure out how you can make a difference in the world and bring it into action. And these can be small things that you do that actually cause big changes, right? Yes. 
So he says to think about the world and what it means to you. And so the kids go out, like he gets on his bike and he goes out and he starts riding his bike in different places around the world because his mind has been opened up to view the world differently, Mm -hmm. like a paradigm shift. And um, he says, go beyond your house, street, or town and think about what's going on and what you want to change. Because when you get out into the world, well, all the kids in the class goes, we're going to be free, right? Right. And then they think freedom, and he says, right, you'll be free, but you might also be a little disappointed in what you find in some areas. The world is, okay. Right, because the world, it, it's a beautiful place, but it also has some, there's you know, some op- less There's than, some opportunities there's some to opportunities. make some changes. That's a good way of putting <laughs> yes. it. Yes. So he says, take what you don't like and flip it around. Hmm. And um, he talks about the possibilities within each each of the child. The realm of possibility exists within each of you. That's exactly what he says in the movie. Yeah. So it opens the, the door. And like, you know, there's a quote that says the universe is within you. So um, there's lots of creativity and imagination and will and, you know, all those forces that children can use. So what happened after the movie? When you showed it on, at our at our home on High Street, well, no one wanted to leave, so we just <laughs> created a circle. And I asked people if they had a story they wanted to share about how they paid it forward. Yeah. So we have a few people that are calling in. They'll be calling in later in this program. Mm-hmm, later in this program, and I was so moved by the stories. I'm like, wow! I bet there's so many people out there that have so many stories. And my intention for this was to just to generate kindness. Wow! And that's all it takes is is just. The conscious effort, the decision to generate kindness, and then you start seeing it come back in multitudinal ways. Have you seen it happen in your own life? I have. I have. Just with little, um, you know, if you're happy, then people around you are happier. And if if you're not, then you can kind of bring in less than desirable experiences. And it it can just happen with just a little joke. I, I went to the bank before I came here, and someone actually sent me a check. For 12 cents. And so I went into the bank and I was depositing checks. And then I, and I gave her this last check. And I said, I'd like this all in small bills. And she was, didn't know what to do. And then she looked at it and, and then she thought for a moment. And then she just cracked up laughing. And this was sort of a person who, who could use a laugh in her day. And you just don't know how that's going to impact the next customer or her children or her family or whatever as it goes on. Little things you can do can make such a powerful difference. Oh, yeah. You know, one of my favorite little exercises that we do at our Sunday school is a laughing exercise. A laughing exercise. So all the kids, all the kids, we go out to the where there's grass Mm -hmm. and the kids start laying down and they lay down and they put their heads on top of each other's tummies. So they're creating like a domino. (laughs) It just makes me giggle (laughs) thinking about (laughs) it. Okay. And then they start giggling and laughing and we just talk about how fun it is to laugh because a lot of times we and I know I'm I'm I can do this is that I'm too serious right and I and well, to be like serious. children yeah. yeah and children are, are very good at this and they just have this laugh that is just so innocent I just love this visual that you created in my mind Cherry of all these kids uh, snaking across the grass with their heads on each other's bellies and laughing. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. That's, and the teachers are laughing and people that are watching are laughing. So you know that's like a ripple effect absolutely. throughout the rest of the that day. That is such a beautiful uh, concept if you think about it. Just people laughing. And I guess we don't have to make this just for kids. but, but Right, it's, it's sort of big like twi- kids It's sort of like the game kids. Twister. I mean, just the idea of, of you know, kind of connecting and, and just you get involved in some sort of physicality and you just lose control of yourself that's right. great you know um after i saw the movie I, it was it must have been about seven years ago mm-hmm. i um started noticing the people on the street and on the mainland who were wanting money or mm-hmm. wanting food or something and i looked at my friend and i said if i give them money they're just gonna go and buy something like you know cigarettes or alcohol or something and at that point my friend said well what if you just gave them something either food or money and it's just from the giving space of your heart that you know that you're giving them and it doesn't matter what they do with it because then you're not attached to the outcome, to the outcome yeah so what did you do so I started, you know, whenever I saw someone on the corner, I started giving them money, and it felt really good. Yeah. And I wasn't attached to what they were going to do with that, being judgmental yeah. of that person. Mm-hmm. So um, it reminds me of a story from, um, is it Betty Eads, Embraced by the Light, where she says, 
the um, those people on the street are just a reminder, like they're our partners. You know, they're it's just a reminder about all the love that we do have to mm-hmm. give everybody. Well, in this time of the year, you're starting to see a lot of opportunities to give uh, in both in big ways and small ways. I mean, I have a, a friend who uh, is involved in a walkathon for the juvenile um, JDRF, Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund, and uh, they do this wonderful walk, and and you just you know sponsor them and walk and. She sends out emails, and she gets a lot of people to contribute. And they're doing this thing. It's a lot of fun, but it's benefiting a lot of people. And you just don't know how that touches so many different lives. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just a lot of opportunities. Of course, we just had our big Festa uh, fundraiser at Unity, and a lot of people came out and took home some wonderful things through the through the silent auction and through the auction process. And so those are ways to contribute financially in, in a way that can make people's lives different. But it doesn't have to just be money. I mean, I'd like to think that that, that uh, teller in the bank right now is laughing and thinking about my 12-cent joke. I hope, <laughs> I hope so. Um, what are some other things that you've noticed? I mean, just ways of being or acting where you can pay it forward. Well, um, when we lived in Texas, we had a lady who lived next to us who was 88 years old. And she had broken her back, and she had a little dog. And we have a big dog, a yellow lab named Bo. He's 90 pounds, mm-hmm. and I had a little two-year-old then, mm-hmm. Jasmine. And Jasmine wanted to walk Bo. Well, Bo will drag, drag someone. If he sees yeah. another dog, he'll drag her. So I didn't want to tell Jasmine no. Right. Because as a parent, I want to say yes, you know, maybe not now. But to take away the word no out mm-hmm. of vocabulary is very difficult if you think about it. So I we offered to walk our neighbor's dog and jasmine was so excited you could see like the light coming from her she was so excited and it empowered her and she walked this little dog and we walked her you know at least every other day and our neighbor was so grateful and um you know just put a smile on her face and happiness in the dog's heart and it was fun for everybody it's the little things that make a big difference yeah and there are of course legion stories that you know that are passed on about people um we don't do this on Hawaii, but if you go through a toll booth, you know, just kind of literally paying for the person behind you and just, no, I paid for that person. And then that person goes through and they're like, oh, okay, here, here's my money. I'll, I'll pay for the person behind me. And you just keep, you know, going. And it, it's gone on for hours of people doing this. And this is in places like Jersey and New York and places where you don't necessarily think of that, of that generosity of spirit. But it really happens. And what would it be like? Ask yourself if you were driving up to a toll and the toll booth operator said, oh, the person in front of you already got it. Wouldn't you feel good? Wouldn't that just resonate throughout your day and make you feel better? Mm-hmm. It's very powerful. It would make me want to give more. Yeah. This concept is, is just wonderful. Um, let me, let's talk a little bit about some things that are happening at Unity, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll talk to your, to your friends who've had experiences with Pay It Forward. You are doing something this Sunday, October 29th. Uh, for, it's the 6th Annual Fall Family Fun Fest. What's that about? Mm-hmm. That is a time that we're going to celebrate um, the fall. And in the um, ancient days, it's a time when they recognize the transition between autumn and winter. Mm-hmm. And my personal goal and our goal at Unity is unity is that we are we are all one. Mm-hmm. We want to um, acknowledge, you know, the earth and all of the, um, you know, the harvest that we get from the earth. Mm-hmm. And then how is that transition into our life? What can we be grateful for in our life as we reap the harvest of our efforts, of our hard work and, and all that? So th- instead of making it a commercial, a commercial Halloween party, mm-hmm. we're um, filtering in more of the, you know, connection to the earth and to fun. So we're going to have lots of fun games. Mm-hmm. We're going to have healthy food. Healthy food? Yes, so not, not a lot little of, chocolate bars? We're going to have a little chocolate, but... Because um, you need to have some chocolate. Just not, we're not going to download the okay. kids with sugar. They won't be just, like, <laughs> just buzzing around with caffeine and sugar. That's right, cool. right. And we're going to have a costume contest for little kids and big kids with some great prizes. And everybody wins. So it's not first, second, or third place. So they're in competition with each other. It's the silliest costume, the most Hawaiian, the most homemade, mm-hmm. the funniest... That's great. And this is going to be held at our home on High Street. Yes, at 1 o'clock. 1 p.m. 
And before that, I want to let you know that this Sunday we have a very special guest who's going to be speaking at church. It's Tom Zinder, who was on our program last week. He's the retiring president of Unity, of all of Unity, and he is coming to join us this Sunday at our Sunday celebration service. We're very lucky to have him. Someone was saying, wow, that's great that you get Tom Zinder to come to Maui. I'm like, it's Maui. Okay, it's not so hard. But we're very excited to have Tom. And then... um, I want to let you know that tonight, Tuesday, October 24th, uh, and then again next month uh, on November 28th from 5.30 until 7 p.m., Dr. Kevin Lynn Hurtabies, who, again, we talked about was in surgery, and I, I, I gather he's out of surgery and may be calling us later in this program, but he is a new member of our community. He's a surgical oncologist, and he has been looking at the connection between prayer and healing, especially from radical diseases like cancer. So he's going to be doing a um, program tonight at uh, 5.30 p.m. at our home on High Street, 5.30 to 7 p.m., um, that's Dr. Herdebees. We have a caller um, on the line. Hello, caller. Hello, caller. Hi. Hi. How are you? Is Who is this? This is Jack. I live in Wailuku. Hi, Jack. How are you? You're calling in to talk about Pay It Forward? Yeah, actually I am. I saw the movie about a week and a half ago. I'd seen it before, and it reminded me of um, a story that, or actually a situation that occurred to me, oh gosh, about 30 years ago, mm-hmm. when I was going through some tough times, and a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, came up and gave me a handshake, and in that handshake was a $100 bill, mm. and I just was very thankful for that, but also I, I was kind of like, oh, I'll pay you back, I'll, you know, I'll give it back to you, and he says, no, he says, he says, you know, someday you'll be in a situation where you're able to do this for somebody else. He said, just, you know, he didn't really say pay it forward, but, but the implication was um, he didn't want it back and for me to use it as sort of like a gift of giving. So over the past 30 years, that $100 has cost me um, a, a lot more um, in support to other people because I, I felt it was like my duty to uh, be able to be there for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that $100 handshake probably cost me thousands of dollars but it's all well spent. Absolutely. I, that's I, that that's a beautiful story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a neat experience and you know, even today, uh, a couple of weeks ago I had an opportunity to, you know, pay it forward again and I just felt it was my duty to do it and I felt good about doing it and I'm, I thank God that I'm in a position to do it. Uh, many people have helped me in my life and I I consider it uh, an honor and, and a sacred responsibility to be able to help people when I feel that it, it's in balance, if you know what I mean. Absolutely. Um, and the discreet uh, way which he did it, the handshake yes. with the 100 bucks, and it, yes. it made you feel good, yes. and that is that affects the way that you give in the future and yeah. many times over. Yeah. So anyway, that's my neat experience that I wanted to share with you and your listening audience. That's a wonderful and, story. And encourage people to, um, you know, pay it forward. And, and it um, sometimes it works to be anonymous, and then sometimes it just works to be um, in the present and humbly share with them, and then explain to them to pay it forward to do that for somebody else when they have the opportunity to. So I feel that this has had a, like a big ripple effect. Jack, I'm thankful for that. And your name is Jack. My name is Jack. Yeah, Thank J- you. Jack is uh, with us almost every uh, every Sunday, and he brings his lovely music and sings with the children at our spiritual Sunday school. Lots of fun songs. Last Sunday we sang Magic Penny. Yes. Love uh, is something when you give it away. Give it away, give it away. <laughs> it, it keeps coming back and That's the only way to amplify it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really it is. It really it is. And I'm glad that we shared that lesson with the uh, uh, young ones last Sunday because it's an important lesson and, and um, by the looks on their faces and the fun they had with the music and the, and the pennies, I think they, they got it. I, I really do. And I'm, I'm thankful to be able to participate in that as well. well we Jack, appreciate well, you. Thanks for calling. My pleasure. And, and we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. We have another caller on the line. Hello, you are on Conversations with Friends. I'm James Jacobson. Yeah, hi James. My name is Kent. Hi Kent. You- um, my story's a little different. Uh, 
back when um, became a fundamentalist and had this concept of God that God wouldn't look at you or love you if you were sinning and if you weren't willing to turn away from that. A lot of people have that upbringing. And when I got into addictions and alcoholism and other things, I realized that I couldn't ask forgiveness anymore because I knew I couldn't stop my addictive behavior. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I realized that I had no access to God because, you know, I knew every time I regretted and said, I'm sorry, forgive me, that I was going to do it again. Mm. And I realized after a while it just, this is hypocritical, and so I walked away from God in church for about 16 years. And my first wife asked for a divorce, and I was stuck in this situation of nowhere to go, and I'd left all concepts of God out of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'd read a book called Faith and Addiction, and it said the heart can respond to the urgings of God when the mind's still trying to figure out what's going on. And so I just asked God if it was real, if God was real, that it revealed himself to me. And I wouldn't prejudge how he showed up in my life. Mm -hmm. And a weight seemed to be lifted, and over the course of the next few months, I started having a spiritual awakening. And I started dialoguing with the Holy Spirit and having this wonderful, wonderful conversation. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, when I fail, when I drink, and I wasn't having very good success at stopping my addictions, and I said, do you leave me? Hmm. And the Holy Spirit said, how can I ever leave you when I know I'm your only hope of recovery? And he said, just grow with me, and we will grow out of this addictive behavior. Hmm. And one time I was asking, I said, do you have some reason for talking to me this way? My images of Moses and the burning bush and all that. And he said, no. I said, you have no reason for talking to me like this? No ulterior motive? And Spirit said, no. And I said, are you just doing this because you love me? And Spirit said, yes. Hmm. And from that point on, I just started having this wondrous, loving relationship without any kind of pressure to go out and do something or go out and be something. And and what's interesting to me is spirit was somewhat deceptive because once I felt that overflowing love, I couldn't shut up about it. (laughs) And you were paying it forward that way. Yeah, my whole fear was I was going to be called to do something, and instead I just share my story, and I share love and compassion. Well, I know that you've inspired a lot of people who are listening to you right now. That is a wonderful story, Kent, and I really appreciate your calling in. All right, thank you. Thank you so much. That's wonderful, Sherry. I I just love hearing that, and that's just a perfect testament to this concept of pay it forward. Um, joining us now on the phone is Dr. Herdebees. Hello, doctor. Are you with us? Yes. How are you? I heard you were in surgery, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we were able to talk for a little bit. Yeah, so am I. Thank you very much for this opportunity. So we are very excited about this program that you are doing tonight at Unity, starting at 5.30, Healing and Wholeness. Talk, talk about what you're going to be doing this evening. Well, this is uh, something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, and uh, as an oncology surgeon, I see that um, you know there are many that the patients come uh, to me not not really not only for physical healing but some sort of uh, spiritual guidance and healing as well. And I think in the medical profession, we don't do enough to discuss uh, the spiritual part of healing, which I think is vitally important for uh, for patients. Not not meaning that it's always going to provide. Uh, a cure or remission, but in some ways the spiritual healing is much more important than the physical healing. Do, now, you've been an oncologist for about eight years now? Yes, I've been practicing um, oncology surgery for over eight years. And so when you notice a cancer patient who has, um, well, what's the, well, let me put it this way, we'll put it positively, what's the, the best attitude that you've found that a cancer patient can have? Well, the 
best attitude is really to for them to see their um, their situation as a blessing, as a time when they, as kind of a warning sign that they should reconnect with themselves and with their loved ones and others, and that if they come uh, with the belief that you know that they want to um, they want to beat this and that they want to heal completely. Um, and usually it's something that, you know, that something is not at peace within themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that there are hereditary causes and many, many causes, but I would say the vast majority of people have a lot of, some sort of turmoil going on, whether it's a heavy stress or uh, whether they just harbor a lot of resentment or anger and there's no uh, resolution to them. Well, I have, I have a personal story. Uh, my father, who was a, a lifelong smoker, um, and he was fine, and then he finally got to a point in his life where he was really looking at getting a divorce after having been married for over 40 years. And when after he'd made that decision, a few weeks later he was diagnosed with, um, uh, well, with stage 4 lung cancer. Wow. And I went and took care of him. And those three months were a beautiful experience, but yeah. it is speaking exactly to what you're talking about, which is that, you know, there's this inner turmoil, and then finally maybe when, and, and that was, a, that was a, a physical sign. And watching, you know, going to the oncologist in, in Washington and, and talking to different people in the waiting rooms, you got a sense of people who were just, you knew were going to survive. They're, they're, they were just saying, hey, this is just a sign for God that I need to slow down and change my life. And they, were, of course, were enamored that I lived in Hawaii. Um, so it's really a, a perspective, isn't it? It's all, life is all perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and life is really what you uh, wish for and expect it to be. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. But mm-hmm. you also have to understand that it's not just visualizing, not, you know, not just wanting and desiring a certain result. You You actually have to believe it. Right. And you, and you have to get rid of the, the fear and doubt that, that you know, hampers you from, from manifesting your dreams. So you are doing this as, as a man of science, and this, is, this, this program that you're doing actually has, um, you, you're documenting this, right? Well, you know, I, you know, I, I am actually quite a, uh, I am I'm quite into a hereditary colon and uh, uh, hereditary colon cancer research. That's one of my specialties I've published. Um, you know, uh, over 20 papers on, on many, many topics on, in cancer. So I, I understand what, what science is all about. Mm-hmm. But so much of what, my, what I see in practice, I cannot explain by science. And I'm, I'm, I'm here tonight to, uh, to have an educational forum to inform people uh, that, that there's more to healing than, than just physical, that if you bring that spiritual healing energy that you have innately, um, that you can you can often have much better results, not only in your physical life, in your physical uh, health, but in your spiritual health. Years ago, I read uh, some of the pioneering work of Bernie Siegel, who yes. also looked at um, cancer. And you, yes. Can you kind of describe what, his approach and, and what he's been doing? It sounds similar. Yeah, uh, well, actually, I've read, read, uh, I have read many books on this topic, and, uh, and, you know, there are, um, you know, I'm, I will even venture to say a lot of the, um, unresolved, um, anger and resentment, um, can translate to, you know, uh, illness as serious as cancer. Mm-hmm. And that, if, um, and that in, in being able to, um, uh, forgive yourself, forgive others, uh, and to kind of clean your plate, be pure in heart. Um, if you can be pure at heart, you you can heal again. And it, and again, for some people, they're able to do it in time, to to en- enjoy this lifetime a little longer. Mm-hmm. But even if even if they didn't, um, you know, um, sort of do this in time, they will at least depart with peace in their heart. The quality, of, the quality, exactly. Mm-hmm. They will, they will have much better quality, uh, quality of life and connection with people prior to departing this world, and perhaps moving on to the next one. Kevin Lynn Hardeby's uh, do- doctor, Kevin Lynn Hardeby's. Yes. This is this is fascinating, and you're going to be doing this workshop tonight at Unity from 
5.30 until 7 p.m. And I suspect that if anyone in our community is uh, dealing with cancer or any other sort of serious illness, this is an opportunity to look at a different approach or complementary approach Mm -hmm. to to dealing with your disease. Right, right. So bring your family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Children are welcome, and um, pizza and soft drinks will be served. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, and thanks for taking time out of your very busy schedule today to, to be on Conversations with Friends. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I know we have some callers uh, who are on hold, so we encourage you to stay tuned. Uh, We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Conversations with Friends with Murray Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327. There's a reason that Hawaii's premier mortgage company has successfully completed over $2 billion in loans for the people of Maui. With over 20 years of experience and a 99% loan completion rate, Trisha Morris and Premier Mortgage have earned the trust of thousands of Maui homeowners. Where mortgages are concerned, don't leave anything to chance. Go with number one. Call Trisha Morris and her team of magicians today. 874-8800. That's 874-8800 for Hawaii's premier mortgage company. And now, back to Conversations with Friends. I'm James Jacobson, sitting in for Mary Wake, who's on the mainland. We want to thank one of our sponsors who really helps make this program possible. It's a magazine that you see all over the island, Real Estate Maui Style. It's one of those magazines you go into the longs or outside and you see all these racks of tourist publications. This is a magazine you want to pick up. It's called Real Estate Maui Style. The October issue has the most amazing photo of Haleakala on it. And what's great about this publication is it really is a who's who of what in the Maui real estate scene. It has a uh, directory in it, among other things, that shows you who you should uh, talk to for your real estate needs. And it's a who's who. You can look at what their personalities are, what their interests are, how they connect with you. And so it's just kind of better than picking a, yeah person out of the phone book. It's a wonderful guy. Check out uh, Real Estate Maui Style. If you can't find the magazine and it is all over, you can go to their website, which is Maui-Style.com or LivingMaui.com. We thank them for being a sponsor of Conversations with Friends. Sherry, this has been a great show. We've been talking to folks um, about this concept of paying it forward. Uh, right before we talked to Dr. Kevin Herdebees, uh we were listening to a caller from, um, I don't know where he was calling from, but Kent had such a powerful story. Yes, and it was all about paying forward with giving compassion mm-hmm. from your heart. So no matter what the situation is, mm-hmm. is to release the judgment and just let the compassion flow and send your love that way. And he did such a he did such a beautiful job in describing how uh he dealt with addictions and and how he's really paying it forward now with the same type of compassion. We have another caller who's on the line. Hello, you're on Conversations with Friends. Hi, this is Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Where are you calling from? Um, It's great to hear you. I want to turn the radio down. Okay. Okay, so. Thank um, you. Where are you calling from? Yes. Um, I watched the the movie Pay It Forward, and the last scene in it uh, is a scene where Haley is dies is killed by a, when he's he's trying to save a, a friend from a, a neighborhood bully in the in the schoolyard and and Haley is stabbed and of course it's a very very shocking moment in the film and uh, but what happens after that is his mother and teacher come together in grief over his death and the very last scene is uh, a scene where people are coming from all over from through the neighborhood and from beyond light headlights showing up from everywhere and uh, people are coming to bring little gifts in in honor of Haley and uh, lighting candles and it was a very moving scene for me I'd forgotten I'd seen the movie years ago and totally forgot about that last the last part of it and here this was happening and just a couple of weeks 
prior, my son Devin, at age 22, had died in a motorcycle accident, and we have been dealing with that for this last month. I guess it's about a month and a half now. And uh, so, of course, <laughs> that was what was up for me as uh, as the movie ended, and uh, and Sherry asked us all to come up with uh, you know some some story about paying it forward. So I I started talking about Devin, and um, so I'd I'd like to share a little about Please a bit do, about yeah. that. I have my Kleenex in hand here because okay. well, I we, we only got we in the middle of it. We only got a minute but, or um, we only have a Devin minute. as a two-year-old was just this beautiful, bright light of a child, so loving, so smart, and he came up. I don't even know where he came up with this phrase, but he started using the phrase "I love you all the time." Wow! And he made it into a little gift with a, a little game with our family, and uh, so we would have to say this and. Uh, and I'd I'd go well. You don't love me when I'm yelling at you. And he'd go, Yes, I do. I love you all the time. And then I'd say, Well, you don't love me when you're yelling at me. And he'd say, Yes, I do. I love you all the time. And so he made us the, the whole family play this. Whenever we were mad at somebody, we'd have to say, I love you all the time. So it was my the perfect example of unconditional love and forgiveness. Well, you know, as a child, he, he grew up, and then he became a bit of a rebellious teenager. He, he would come to Unity sort of reluctantly. He was in the, the youth uh, Sunday school there for, for a while, but, you know, he, he didn't want to hear those kind of words. I, I mean, he was, he was being a teenager. He was being a guy, and so he, he headed off. Um, and I, I, I think if anybody had asked me, I would have said, well, you know, someday this child who was such a loving giver and and, you know he's doing his rebellious youth thing but one of these days he's going to be just a solid giving loving young man and it since his death all the stories that have come to me about how so many people were affected by his death what a loving soul he has been all these years um all the the hundreds of kids who, who were there at his service and telling me stories about how he had been such an open listener and and how he was so into forgiveness one uh, one guy who who he works with a 40 year old guy who had had a real tough life growing up being stabbed and shot at and all this came up to me after the service and said, Sandy, I couldn't say this into the microphone, but your son, he's, I'm 40 years old. Your son is 22 years old. He would say to me, hey, I really like the, the work you're doing. They, they did carpentry together. Great job you're doing here. Great job. And this guy said to me, nobody's ever said that to me in my life my bosses don't say this to me your 22 year old son used to say this to me so So this is this is someone who really moving experience for me we have created a a foundation in his name it's called the dose foundation his his name um is devin okalani shiner elliott and so d-o-s-e so we're calling it a big dose of love and and creating this foundation i mean it's just sort of spontaneously birthed itself he had a whole hanai family in kihei sandy uh, sandy all these children sandy i i don't think i think she can hear us right now but thank you so much Sandy your story has been wonderful and it's been indicative of this concept of paying it forward and I love you all the time and uh, I know that we'll talk to Sandy off the air afterwards and tell her how much we were uh, sorry about the technical problems but we appreciate her sharing the story Sherry thank you so much for being with us and telling us about these great stories and encouraging these people to call into our show it's been wonderful I want to remind you again tonight Dr. Kevin Herdebees on healing and wholeness at Unity at 530. I'm James Jacobson. I wish you all a great week. We'll be back here next Tuesday. Aloha.